welcome to episode 6 of Continuous Quality Compliance. Today I am talking about working effectively and getting the most out of your day. There used to be a time in the early days of my business where I would walk up to my home office and see what the day had in store for me. I had no tasks list or what I wanted to get out of the day. The day usually just ended up me doing a bit of a task, get interrupted by a phone call, and then go and do something completely different. I didn't finish the tasks and I wasn't sure where I should have been in terms of any of the projects that I was working on. I would also have a few projects on the go and then sometimes never finish some of them or the ones I did finish, it took me so long to finish them that by the time I did finish them, I was left drained. So I had to do something about it. Now, I also did some research and when I looked at it, part of the problem was I was multitasking. So sometimes I'd be writing an email whilst I was also holding the phone to one side and speaking to the person on the phone while I was still tapping away writing the email. And then after the phone call, I'd have got bored with one of the projects and then moved on to the other one. However, this meant I wasn't working effectively and it was leaving me really tired. When I actually researched into this, I found out that several really well-conducted studies into the human psychology and brain science show that we don't actually multitask, not in the sense that we're doing two activities at the same time with sufficient focus. Instead, what the brain does is called task switches. So what it's doing is it's constantly between the two different demands vying for its attention and it doesn't really switch all that well the reality is no one can multitask it is not effective and it is actually draining and reduces productivity i like the analogy of juggling which was used in an article in psychology today when a person is juggling if the balls are your task or projects well at some time you're going to drop the ball The question is, can you afford to drop a ball? And which one? The result of dropping the ball in an office environment could be having too many typos in an email or sending the email to the wrong person because the names are similar. MIT neuroscientist Earl Miller revealed that our brains are not wired to multitask. Well, when people think they're multitasking, They're actually just switching from one task to another very rapidly. And every time they do that, there's a cognitive cost. So, for example, if you look at, say you're doing, trying to do five things at the same time, the effect of doing those five things at the same time reduces your productivity by 20% for each task. So can you see, by the time you've added five tasks, you're more or less only at 20% productivity. You've reduced your productivity by 80%. No wonder you feel tired and drained. I have a download that you can have a look at, which really, in a a visual way, shows you what happens uh, when you do multitasking. 
and how much uh, it reduces your productivity. Multitasking has been found to increase the production of the stress hormone cortisol, as well as the fight or flight hormone adrenaline, which can overstimulate your brain, cause mental fog or scrambled thinking. Earl Miller says multitasking creates a dopamine addiction feedback loop, effectively rewarding the brain for losing focus and for constantly searching for external stimulation. To make matters worse, the prefrontal cortex has a novelty bias, meaning that its attention can be easily hijacked by something new. A study at the University of London demonstrates that people who multitask while performing cognitive tasks experienced measurable IQ drops. Believe it or not, the IQ drops were akin to what you see in those who skip a night of sleep. In the words of Tim Elmore, it's a good idea to look at monotasking. The way to do monotasking is what I call block working. When you write your task list for the day, make sure that if you're a lark like me, you do the most important tasks in the morning. I keep the length of a task maximum one hour. I do know that I have some tasks that take me two hours and I will block that time out for those particular projects I do. I also reward myself after completion of a task. And this is not always food. It can be having a wander in the garden if it's a nice day reading a chapter of a book. I'm reading a book for which I will be writing a review. I find if I can read a chapter a day, I will get through it and then I can write the review. And I've got another book after that to review as well. So it's about using my time effectively. Sometimes the reward will be having my coffee break. So I have one coffee in the morning as well as first thing in the morning for breakfast. I'll have my Indian masala chai, which I really need. I can't do without it. But I'll have a coffee breaks mid-morning so if I'm doing a task that finishes mid-morning then my reward is having my coffee break what this also enables me to do is it gets me moving moving is really important because we're not designed to be sedentary creatures we're actually be designed to be moving around and that's why we need to go to the gym and exercise If we naturally add moving to our day, it's a lot better for us and it keeps us flexible as we grow older. Sometimes I'll also do a 10-minute stretch. If I've been sitting down for a little while, I'll do a 10-minute stretch. And sometimes I'll also incorporate some breath work. Breath work is really important for you as well and it helps to balance your hormones as well. I'll do a mixture. It depends sometimes how I'm feeling. So sometimes uh, doing 7-11 is really good. So seven breaths in and 11 breaths out. You do that for a cycle of three, perhaps. See how you feel. If you're new to breath work, then you could start with four in and four out. Again, you do three cycles. And it really does help you to calm down and change your state of mind. So breath work um, is really important to have a part of your routine. To me, self-care and well-being is really important. So having these little things that you incorporate into your day are really important. So what does block working actually mean? What it means is rather than doing task A, B, C at the same time, you're actually concentrating on doing task A. What you will find is that you become more productive by working on one task at a time. 
So a, a good example of this is actually when I'm planning my podcast, I'll research them in batches of six and I write them in batches of six and I also record them in batches of six and they get edited in batches of six. So by doing that, I also know how long it roughly takes me to do the research and the recording. So I know how much time to block out each month for doing it. And it works a lot better than doing, um, you know, one episode here and one episode there. It also gives me a, a good timeline of where I am with the subjects I'm talking about. I have one mentee who is a real action taker. After my session on blocking, block working, she sat down and planned her day. She emailed me to say that that had been one of her most productive days. And that was just her changing one day. And I have done it with quite a few mentees now. And I've had some really great feedback on productivity and reducing the feeling of overwhelm because they weren't getting anything completed. At the same time, I don't mean you have to do one thing all day. What it means is you're focusing on one thing at a time. So you don't answer your email just because the notification pops up. Actually, the thing to do is switch off notifications. So you only look at emails at certain times of the day. That's a good practice. You can also let the phone ring if you're in the middle of doing a task because the person can leave a message on your voicemail. And while they leave the message, you'll know whether it's really urgent or whether it can wait. Do try block working. As I said, I do have a download which shows how effective it is. Um, so do give it a note, give it a go. It's like any other habit. It takes between 21 to 30 days to form a new habit. So when you first start doing block working, if you haven't done it before, it's not an idea you're keen on. You will find it a bit difficult, but really, you will really see how effective it is and how your productivity increases. Working effectively helps you to be successful because you will be taking small steps towards your goal each day with focused attention. I find if I don't do my planning and block my work during the week and day, I have a less productive week and day. It has a snowball effect. The productivity keeps being grown if you don't plan again. My coach says, if you have a bad morning, it does not mean you need to have a bad afternoon as you can press the restart button. So even if you've done planning and something's happened and everything had to be thrown out of the window in the morning, what you can do is after that, change your mindset by doing the breath work or doing meditation or going for a walk. You have to do something completely different to change your mindset and then press the restart button and that will really help you. Research through people who work at places like MIT, neuroscientists have shown that block working really does help and it is more effective and it does increase your productivity. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review the podcast. Do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes.